Welcome to the Creative Half Podcast. I am James Blake, a digital learning designer based in London with a background in multimedia production. I will be your host throughout these episodes in which we'll be exploring the thoughts, practices, frustrations and breakthrough experiences of creative individuals. We'll be hearing from the filmmakers, illustrators, photographers, fine art artists, singers, music producers and much more. Join me as we dive into their stories. Today we're with Femi Awujide. Do you know what? We just spent the last 10 minutes trying to get me to say it properly, <laughs> to pronounce it. And that's, and that's the simplest name you can ever pronounce. <laughs> the thing you ever, like you've got more complex ones. Oh man, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and yeah, so I've known Femi for the last, what, 11, 12 years. Yeah. So me and Femi, we did a master's together at Brunel University, and that was in advanced multimedia design and 3D technologies. Yes, it's a very, very long title. It's a long one. Yeah. How was your experience at Brunel back then? It was great. Um, I was supposed to go for master's in like computer science initially. Hmm. And because my, my dad was sponsoring the entire thing then. Yeah. So, and he was keen on computer science. I was at work as well because I'd been into IT yeah. um, before yeah. um, I even finished uni. So... For my master degree, I'd always also loved um, art. I, I'd drawn, I'd done all those things since I was a kid. So when I got the opportunity to go for master degree, I was like, I'm not going to go do um, computer science. I really mm. want to chase what I would love to do. Yeah. And my dad was like, are you sure you're going to get a job with that? As, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to get that. a job with it. I lied. Because um, like <laughs> it's it was a struggle. I mean, it's it's always a struggle when you're when you're in the art space. Yeah. So, but Brunel was really nice. Like I met a lot of great people, yourself included. Um, Thank you. We had we had fun and we did post production, which yeah. um, those are the kind of things I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be in v- VFX space because um, Nigeria also back then was still kind of. Um, we didn't have too many people doing VFX. We had very few people doing VFX back then. Mm. And I saw it as an opportunity to study something like that and go back to Nigeria and maybe make an impact Mm. or at least make money, you know? It was fun. It was fun. Right, Femi, we're going to fast forward from uni days uh, to now, so that's about 10 years. Um, Tell us about your creative discipline and the job role you have today. Um, Today... I moved a bit off, um, it's still kind of in, in the same industry, but I moved now to being a director of photography or cinematographer, um, working on like music videos and short films and feature films and documentaries and commercials, you know, things like that. Um, basically, our role is to take um, a vision, a director's vision um, or a creative vision from like script um, to visuals. We're taking those ideas and using the tools, technical tools or like creative um, artistic tools. And when you say in tools, you're talking about the cameras, the lighting. Like there are several tools we use in cinematography. The camera is for, to capture the image, but there are some other support tools that help the camera do what the camera does, you know. Yeah. Um, examples of those could be movement tools like the dolly, um, crane, gimbals, yeah, and 
you know, like Steadicam, you know, things like that. And all of this is with the aim to evoke a particular emotion, right? Yeah, that's the aim. Um, The end goal for any film is to evoke an emotion or some emotions. Um, And that's what we try to do. And that's why we spend a lot of time also in Mm pre-production stages Mm -hmm. and think through like what would be the best to show this emotion. For instance, you're trying to show someone going from a happy life to a sad life. How do you do that? You know, without saying a word, Mm. apart from um, the the talents of the actors, which we can't rule out, the way the camera moves could help tell those kind of stories. That's why Mm. in some films, you'd see uh, when someone is lonely, maybe the camera starts pulling out and... Yeah. starts showing more of the environment and they're getting smaller in space. We're mm. shrinking them down yeah. to kind of, as a metaphor, to say they are getting more insignificant yeah. um, in frame. Yeah. A good example also is when um, you show someone from a top view or yeah. when you show someone from a low angle. Mm. Low angle, um, because of how that frame looks... Um, can make someone feel larger than life literally yeah yeah and a high angle would look like you're literally looking down on someone Mm -hmm. they're smaller than you they are insignificant Mm -hmm. you know so you can also change angles like through camera movement you can go from like a low angle to a higher angle yeah so this person feels they are everything and in this moment in the film you're trying to tell them or like they've just encountered something that makes them feel like they're nothing. Mm. So you have a low angle, maybe on a crane, and then you slowly rise and this person's perspective is changing or our perspective of this person is changing till we get to like a higher angle and we're looking down on the person. Uh, Okay. There are no fixed rules about these things. Um, You can... You can use the opposite movement to mean the same thing as well. So one of the things I really love about uh, video and film is the power of it as well to communicate. And so because there's different cues, so you've got the the, the colours, um, you've got the sound as well. And so I remember when I was looking at this back, you know, 10, 11 years ago at uni, um, looking at how we use visual effects and post-production techniques in, in advertising. And the big thing that kept coming out is emotion, emotion, emotion. And so if an example is that we're talking about, when you've got a sad scene, so you've got the sound, you've got a soundtrack where you're playing, I think, minor chords, for example. You've got muted colours um, and you've got, you know, the, the the framing is really tight on someone's, like, in, uh, a sad face for example yeah all of that together all of that together has a they're quite powerful yeah and it connects with you because we're human beings we, yeah we connect we're all about emotions yeah, like, yeah every decision we make is because yeah. we feel somehow yeah about something and mm. i think that's what makes some um, film powerful okay Femi. so where do you get your inspiration from yeah that's that's a big question um because a lot like a lot of places, to be honest, like I mostly, um, uh, depends on what aspect of the job as well. Like if you're speaking about lighting, I mostly just look at how things happen naturally mm. and see how I can replicate things. I think um, what's helped me 
see light better is mm. photography. Okay. I do a lot of photography. I, I've, I've taken photographs today. Like, I take photographs almost every day. Like, yeah. when I see something, I just want to capture it. Maybe for referencing later or mm. maybe just for the moment, I connect with something. could be, like, symmetry. It could be, like, how l- light is hitting some architecture or it could be how light is bouncing off something and uh, reflecting off something else. And are you using just like a, a phone or? Yeah, I use I use a phone most of the time. I yeah. just I just hold the phone because it's easier. Mm. Um, the quality is fair, not really great. Um, but it's just but, a reference. Though, but it's just it? a reference. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I I take I take and then maybe post on my Instagram. Um, on my way here, I've already posted something from yeah. like train station because I saw like. A group of people how they were standing and like different colors they were wearing like different okay. colors i was like oh that looks like some panoramic stuff and i took it and i posted it there's, there's something i usually borrow from a cinematographer a legendary one called conrad conrad hall yeah. and he usually talks about like um happy accidents yeah and usually like when he's on set and it's probably lighting a room and then like the sun comes in and slashes the wall or something and be like oh yeah block that sun off let's recreate that you know those kind of things so yeah. i usually just look around and see things sometimes like yesterday i was on the train and i saw this lady walking and funny i was holding like a book on color and yeah. i'd been studying like some color combinations and then this this lady came in and was wearing some really nice filmic combination of colors like um, I wouldn't think of that combination ever, mm, yeah. you know, and it sat so well on her. It was three colors, you know, a triad. I was going to ask her, like, I wanted to ask her, like, <laughs> do you work in film? Do you do this every day? Like, yeah, do yeah. You, do you, do, are you conscious of this? Like how you've combined this, you know? And it's a really interesting feeling because you learn to, over time, begin to see things that other people are not necessarily seeing. Mm. And, yeah, and, uh, it's so yeah. interesting because I always find, um, so just for listeners, I'm into filmmaking, um, but not at the level that Femi's at at all. No, no, it's um, but, different, different, different departments. Different department, yeah. But, but still filmmaking. <laughs> um, but the whole thing of like walking around and just seeing how light hits things like constantly um, and just, yeah, using those references as well. Um and there's times when, when I first met my manager, for example, my current job, um, we're walking around and we'll buy this massive window. I said to him, can I get a shot of you? Yeah, the exactly. way the light is bouncing off, off the carpet onto your face, yeah. it's just perfect. He was like, That's okay, it. That's what fine, it's about. let's do it. And it's just one of these things, you just react, yeah. you just see things. Um, and sometimes I think my technical mind on like, okay, yeah. how do I capture that? Like, what's going to be shutter speed? Yeah. If I use a certain f-stop, yeah. you know, just... And it's just kind of natural, I think, when yeah. you've done it for a while. Yeah, all, and that's what photography yeah. does for you as yeah. well. Like, yeah. yeah. What have been the best moments in your creative practice or your career? I can't, I can't. It's, it's all pain. Yeah, all pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, best moment. What's been, what's been your best project? I mean, best pick, project as well. I can pick them out for you. I've, oh, seen, really? I've, I've seen some of your stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay. Tell, let, let, let me see which ones you saw. Let me see if those are my best projects. So an example, um, well, this was a BTS, so behind the scenes, um, when you were in the Sahara Desert. Ah. I'm just like, mate, that's incredible. Um, 
but that's I guess that's behind the scenes. I've actually seen the, the project itself, oh. but I've seen um, yeah lots of your work and just like the way you've captured yeah. the lighting. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think I think I think it's a wave of emotions, and it's difficult for me to pick one moment to be my best because mm. like one minute that same picture you saw, there was some pain in the morning. Yeah. before that like, yeah, okay because i wanted to capture an exact time exact position of the sun mm. and i couldn't i i wasn't able to because of other factors yeah. around that we were also in a rush like you know so like i wouldn't necessarily call that like my best mm. you know but there was this project i did also back in nigeria then um it was the very first project we did together um he heard this song from a rapper in Nigeria. He really liked the song and he thought up some really nice idea about how he would like to, um, how he would like the music video to be. So um, through a mutual friend of ours, um, he reached out to me mm -hmm. and um, I decided to jump on the project because it sounded good. There was no money involved. I wasn't going to get paid. He wasn't getting paid by the artist. Yeah, He just wanted to do it. And I, I liked the idea and we went out like, um, like eight different days, eight different days, eight different days to capture different things around, yeah, yeah. around Lagos. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, we literally went by his storyboard and captured like different things. So cause wearing paid and wearing getting money, we had to do that at our free time. Yeah. So some days he would just call me, Femi, are you free? Let's, let's go capture some of these things. And then we go out. So we shot that music video over eight days. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's still my best. Most of what we did in that video had no lighting, mm. artificial lighting. Yeah. Um, it was, I think, had no artificial lighting at all. It was all as things were happening. And it, I, th I think that kind of... I felt alive. Yeah. Because so there was a, there was one of the moments where we had to capture like um, a policeman in Lagos. If you're, if you're familiar with Lagos or Nigeria in general, you know that is the last thing you want to do. <laughs> like turn on your camera on a policeman. Yeah. You could, you not could, a good idea. I'm not, I'm not trying to like pin them badly. But like you wouldn't go down well mm. if they see you, yeah. you know, do that. Like, so tell us um, what did you do for me? <laughs> first of all, we we drove around um, Lagos. There was this um, popular place called Maryland. Um, we drove there. We knew police were always there. Twenty four mm. hours, they were always there. Yeah. So I had a camera in the car on a gimbal, and we opened like just let out down the window. I I pointed the camera out of the car. So did a pass yeah we didn't get exact shot we wanted we went back did a pass again we didn't get what we wanted went back again like the third time or fourth time or so fourth time the police already saw us they knew we had gone around twice okay by yeah. then and by the fourth time they were waiting for us so when we we're coming and we we're about to do a pass again one was running towards us and we just sped off yeah did you get the shot though so we couldn't use that shot, uh, that, that, that okay. one. So that was yeah. useless because it wasn't the idea he was looking for. So Femi, what have been the frustrating things you face in your career uh, so far? Um, and how did you overcome it? Or how did you overcome them? I, I wouldn't say I've overcome them yet, but I think the, the, the major 
the major one is I've not shot Star Wars yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, if anyone can make that happen, yeah, I'll be happy to. Um, yeah, um, I think um, it, it takes a long time to um, break into, like, the mainstream mm. um, in this line of work. Like, it takes a really long time to get recognized for what you do or like to even learn the skills necessary to begin to work on the kind of project you'd love to work on. Yeah. It, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, it's, it's shorter now than it you would, would be before. It was worse before when people had to only, like the only way to get there was go through film school. Yeah. Now you've got like DSLRs or like mirrorless cameras that mm. shoot 4K and all that, all, all that stuff. Like you could literally pick your phone, your iPhone and go out now and make content, move the camera, mm. do slow-mo, all those things. You can yeah. make that happen now. So um, that time... Um, is shortening. Yeah. Um, but before it used to be like super long. And mm. when I started as well, and some of the cinematographers working now in my, um, in my age group yeah. or like um, in the same um, era, yeah. um, we went through like years, years of mm. working in the corners of our rooms and yeah. doing passion projects or personal projects. Um, before getting to any point where someone would pay mm. to actually have you film. Yeah. You know, so that's, is one of the, I'm, I mean, I'm still in the process because I moved to England. Um, I moved back to London in 2019 and okay. COVID happened just after I moved. Well, so yeah. I had to sit at home for like a year. I think that's the most frustrating part of it. Wow. Um, I only started working in 2020, 2020 um, November. Yeah. And yeah, so... I think that's the major um, frustrating part of my career so far. Have you found any particular difficulty because you are black, like myself? Um, I, I mean, I just, I just, um, I just moved here, like I said. Um, but so I've not really experienced any of those. Mm. Um, but I think the only thing I noticed is people tend to. People tend to call me for black related content. Okay. Um, yeah. That's the thing I noticed, and I'm sure I can do way more. I've I've been I've I've been um, I've been blessed to work on some other things that involves yeah. like different people, like um, of different um, um, ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. Um, but I think um, m- most times you hear people talk about. Um, the work you do in the black space, which I'm proud of. Mm. I'm very proud of it. Yeah. But I'm also happy to um, to work on a, like a very diverse um, yeah. group of people mm. as well. So Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because one of the things you have taught me, I think when we last met up, um, I think about six or nine months ago, sorry yeah. for me, nah, <laughs> but it's taught... Is, is how, you know, with black skin, how it reflects light. Yeah. Um, and so I think you demonstrated using your, your, the light on your phone. And, and it's interesting because I see that in your work of how you, how you light black skin and how it's, it's beautiful, you know, um, and, it, it's be- and it's beautifully done. Um, and I think, I think there's something that, you know, people can learn from you as well is how you do that because 
um, I think it is, it's a skill. I always, always think you. about, you know, <laughs> exposing for myself when I'm on a video call. Yeah. It's just terrible. Like, you can't... I'm putting, like... There's, ten, a, there's, a, trick, there's a trick to that, you oh, know. Okay. Uh, block Tell the me. sensor. Block the sensor on your... Um, on your camera like if you if you create like a black oh, I'm going geeking on this go and do it do it uh, to create like a black tube a short black tube yeah and place it uh, like around your camera it's going to block like the light sensor okay. so it's will brighten things up so <laughs> then you can adjust what yeah. light levels I mean, you should see me for I'm forever just the light levels in my in the room yeah, that I'm in. Just like, it just can't levels. expose myself up there. Yeah, because <laughs> it does it automatically for yeah, you. So yeah, it's not yeah. really. I don't think it's so well tuned for black people. Yeah, um, it's interesting, I, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if that's intentional or that's just the nature of the sensors. Yeah, I think. But I think they can they, behave better algorithm wise, and they need they to can, sort the algorithm. They, they, they need they to, or that. at least maybe give us manual control. Yeah, over those cameras. That's what I was looking for. I was like, "Where's the, yeah. you know, where's exposure?" Like, try yeah. and change it, but yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it's quite tricky. I had we'll to, get I had to do all yeah. those things on my own camera to make make me look good on some calls. <laughs> yeah. So, lastly, do you have any words of wisdom for other people looking to get into uh, film or cinematography? What's any words of wisdom advice? Yeah, I think um, it's going to sound like a cliche, but um, go out and shoot. It's the only way to. Mm. It's the only way to learn, and the more you shoot, um, it could be videos, could be photography. I I usually do more photography. I hardly record videos when I'm not working. It's more photography for me. Mm. Um, I think study study photography a lot. Study photography. Study a lot of photographers. Um, there's this channel on YouTube that I say I still watched like four episodes before sleeping last night. <laughs> it's called um, The Art of Photography. It's mm. by a guy called Ted Forbes. Yeah. It's been super helpful. He's been recording these videos since over 10 years ago. Mm. So he takes you through like works of different um, photographers from the past and present. Um, so you get to learn about a lot of these people and usually we're born with some innate um, sensibilities mm. and maybe when studying some of these photographers or some of these filmmakers or cinematographers, something would click in you about who you are as well. I, or maybe you'd be able to connect why you like saying things better yeah, yeah. than some other things. Mm. And that's what like practice, study, listening, um, all those things. That's what it does. Like immerse yourself in what you want to be. That's that's the only that's the only advice I have. Cool, brilliant advice. Well, thank you, Femi. Thank you for coming to uh, the Creative Half podcast. Thank you, James. Yeah, cool. Good. Um, is this the first one? Second one. Second one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> missed the first one. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Um, good to cool. good to uh, speak with you again. I mean, it's always great talking about these things mm. with you. Um. And I believe um, you're you're a cinematographer in heart at heart, and um, you join us, join us soon. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. I told my wife that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, she'll be ready though. Like, yeah. uh, it takes a lot, long time. No, no.